Yeah, the, the scripture that we're going to look at is John's Gospel from chapter 14, in chapter 14, from verse 15 to 21. I would want to give a little of, uh, context to the page, to the passage, and uh, uh, let's just go back to John 13, 1. Uh, 13, 1 starts with, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It's, it's a time just before Jesus was taken to the cross, and it is a time Jesus spent preparing his disciples for it, yeah? He spent time preparing for it, his disciples for it, and th that kind of gives you a good idea was uh, where it is in, in, in the gospel. So chapter uh, 13 starts with Jesus washes his disciples' feet, then uh, Jesus predicts Judas's betrayal. Then it goes to Jesus predicts Peter's denial. And chapter 14 starts with Jesus telling them about Jesus is the way to the Father. And then 14, uh, 15 is Jesus's promise. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. Let's see what it says. From 15. If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit, who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. That is the scripture, and the questions, these are the questions that you will look at in the, in the, in, uh, at your tables. What we'll do is we'll give you about 10 minutes to, to look at the questions, write down some answers, see what God's speaking to you about, uh, and then Lizzie will come around and we will hear what, you, what you've written, and then and then we will kind of round it up at the end with, uh, with a little chat. All right? Thank you. Go for it now. Hi. Hi. Yeah, I am on. Great. So I'm going to come around the tables. Um, just would love to hear you guys, like, what you've heard from God, what you've been talking about. Um, part of the really good point of doing this Bible study is that we get to hear from each each other so yeah should I come to you guys first so so for question one what stood out for us we got um, basically hold on let me think we've got God will never leave us um, he won't ever abandon us and that we like he'll give he'll send us another friend who's going to help us later. Um, so, 
Yeah, okay. Something else. Um, reading it, it's not so much like, what, so there's a point that we have to love him and accept his commandments to see Jesus. Um, but looking through it, we've noticed that it's not so much, if you don't love me, you won't see the benefits. It's more, if you do love me, then you will see Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And that's more positive and I think more in God's style. So. That's great, thank you. I'm gonna come to you guys, who wants the mic? Uh, for what stands, st- stood out to us, uh, we chose verse 18, which says that even the, uh, that God will not leave us as orphans, but he will come to us. So it shows that God has a fatherly connection with Christians and everyone on us. And we also derive from that, that even though God is not physically here, he's always with us. Uh, what does it the passage say about about uh, God? It shows how God was uh, was a uh, connection with Christians. Thank you. Uh, who on this table wants the microphone? Hello. Um, so we said a lot of the things that have already been said actually uh, about. What stands out was he's always with us, he won't abandon us. And what it says about God, he gives us the Holy Spirit. We can't receive him if we're not looking for him. Um, and that we're in Christ, and um, I can't read my writing, that God is in us, and we're in him, and he's alive. And then what that's kind of a mixture actually about what is <laughs> said about us as well and about God. And then what do we need to do about it? We said choose obedience and ask the Father for forgiveness and be open to the Holy Spirit and trust that he will fill us even if we don't see him doing that. It's really good, really good. I love how lots of people are saying like he hasn't left us, like he's still with us. Um, <laughs> people are pointing here you go um, yeah we, I think we were just really struck by that as well like the fact that we're never alone and um, if, if I can share what you said and I was saying that she's come to the UK from Brazil and I didn't know anybody um, but knowing that um, God is with her has just made such a difference and we were talking about that that wherever we go in life when we're with um, other believers we're with our family and we feel just welcome and, and um, you know, comfortable because the Holy Spirit is in all of us and, and that connects us all in the, in the family of believers all around the globe. <laughs> That's so cool. That's really good. Really good. Uh, who wants the mic on this table? Kamboye? Yeah, um, first is uh, what stands out to, to us is... Um, God says he will never leave us. He'll never abandon us. Meaning that Jesus was promising that God was going to send another advocate to us. That's God's promise. Because if I'm sending that, an advocate to you, it would mean the fact that I've not left 
there's still someone to be with you. And that's what stands out. And then what does um, this passage say about God? It's the same thing. God will never leave us. He will never abandon us and all that. And then mankind needs to uh, search to look for God, you know, in order to receive God. That's what that's talking about. And um, what else? What does the pastor say? We need to love God. We need to obey his command. And we need to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us into the truth. That's about uh, what we need to do as people. And then tell the world about God. Thank you. All right, thank you. Who would like the mic on this table? Cool. So, um, something that, that uh, Kate came up was about um, Jesus, Jesus show, showing he's God. So, the fact that he's issuing commands shows he's God because under Moses, it was God who gave the law to to Israel, and so Jesus giving commands to follow him is demonstrating he's God. Um, the The other th thing is that there was a question about whether there's a contradiction between Christ being in us and us being in Christ. And it's like, in the physical world, Christ is in us as we live out in this world, and when we go before the throne of God in heaven, we are in him. So, so that, so, so that, that was that was another thing. We also talked about um, sharing the the, the uh, message of the gospel, and uh, and that Raphael ma made a really good good point that that for people to understand, it 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 required initial people to pass on the message. So that means the apostles and things have ha have spread the message, and it's got all the way to us. From from believers bringing others to the faith down down through the ages, which which is an interesting point. Um, da -da -da, what what it say it says about mankind? So yeah, some uh, as unbelievers, people don't understand uh, passage say about God. I think we covered that. Um, and then in terms of what what we 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 need to do about it, if we love God, then then that's something that should be shown in the way that we live our lives. Our decision-making should be based on our expression of our love for God. Um, and, and so, yeah, when, but when we get opportunities to give the gospel, then, then we tell people about the love of God. We tell, we tell them the gospel message that Jesus died on the cross, rose from death, that he's coming again, that, you can, that, that if people repent from sin, they can be saved through him. So that's, we, we need to share that message. That's good, thank you. Um, I think we're on to Emma now, who's gonna, uh, yeah, she's got lots of interesting stuff on the table. <laughs> cool. One, two, one, two, whoa. This is very exciting. Okay, so thank you for working so hard on that, guys. That was really cool. Um, so I just want to talk for a couple of minutes about um, a couple of other things that I got from the passage. And um, I'm going to need a volunteer. Now, 
is going to need to be somebody who's happy to kind of join in with some of the things that are on the table. I'll just point out the chocolates, <laughs> little things. Anyway, so you have a think about if you want to do it. But first of all, so we talked about the context for this passage. I'll pick a volunteer in a minute. We talk about the context of this passage. This is Jesus talking to the disciples. And they've been walking together for three years. And now he's starting to tell them and prepare them that he's going to go. So they've left everything that they knew. Remember, come join me, become a fisher of man. They've left everything they've known. And they follow Jesus. And he's been teaching them. And he's been leading them and they've been learning about the kingdom of God from Jesus. How amazing. And now he's saying, so I'm going to go. And they're like, what? Hold on a minute. You're supposed to defeat the Romans. That's what's supposed to happen. He's like, no, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to die. But you're not going to be alone. It's okay. How do you think you would have felt to hear that? disappointed, a bit scared, a bit nervous. There's a lot going on in this passage. And we've, in a lot of our answers, we focused on what he's talking about. He's saying, obey me. If you love me, obey my commands. He's saying all of those things, and that's absolutely true. But there's also something really amazing that he's teaching them about. And he's teaching them about the Holy Spirit. And what's amazing about this is that if you think about the Trinity, we know about the Trinity. The Trinity is really hard to understand. But it's God the Father, it's Jesus, and it's the Holy Spirit. And here we've got Jesus teaching about the Holy Spirit. Who knows the Holy Spirit super well? Jesus. Because he's part of the Trinity. And he's talking in this passage about the Holy Spirit. And he's saying... I just find that incredible. We're hearing part of the Trinity teach about another part of the Trinity. And he's saying he's leaving, but he's saying, I'm going to send another. What does that make you think of? We had a little bit of a chat about this on our table over here. Another. What does that mean? Another. Is it somebody different? Can we have some feedback? Can we have some answers? Is Is it somebody different or is it somebody the same? It's the Spirit of God. It's the Holy Spirit. We're saying that. He's saying that I'm going to send you somebody the same as. Jesus has been alongside them. He's been walking with the disciples. He's been helping them. He's been praying for them. He's been comforting them. And now he's going to send another who's going to help them, pray for them, comfort them. And there's a really special word that in the Greek that Jesus uses, okay, to describe this. It's quite a difficult word. Can I have the first slide, please? It's this word here. Oh, oh, oh no, it's not. Parakeet. No, it's not parakeet, because a parakeet is a small parrot that's green and has a long tail. But sometimes we hear the word I'm about to use, and we think it's parakeet, but it's not parakeet. Okay, we're all clear. It's not Parakeet. Repeat after me. It's not parakeet. Can we have the next slide, please? No? Okay. It's 
It's paraclete. Can you repeat? It's fine. It's fine. I've done dodgy slides. It's paraclete. And that will come up in a minute. So paraclete is this big word that helps us to understand the Holy Spirit. And it's in verse 16. Jesus says, I'll ask the Father and he will give you another. And then it's this word in the original. It's this word paraclete. And on our slide in a minute when we get it, it says, it's got loads of different words that mean this, that, that mean paraclete. It's helper, it's comforter, it's the one who is called alongside, it's advocate, it's counsellor, it's intercessor. And so Jesus uses this word to help us to understand what the Holy Spirit is like. And I love the way, thank you, there we go, paraclete, repeat after me, paraclete. Yes, we get a big green tick. Um, and I love the way that Jesus uses one word to describe something really complicated. But in that one word, it helps us to understand how the Holy Spirit works and how we're to receive him and how we can look to him. It's part of how the kingdom works, isn't it? It sounds really simple, but it's super complicated. But then actually when you get to know the Holy Spirit, it is simple. So we've got all these words, and I just want to pick a couple of words this morning that I want us to talk about, and that's why I need a volunteer. So who's up for being a volunteer? I'm going to be talking about comfort. We've only got young people, and I could really do with an adult. <sighs> Helen. <laughs> Helen. Oh, thank you, Helen. <laughs> Helen. I'm going to be talking about comfort. So, Helen, I want you to sit on this lovely, comfortable seat. How is that? How's that feeling? Is it really soft and nice? Okay, so here's a really soft blanket. There you go. You can have that. And there's, like, well, Florence can come and join you and she can have a blanket as well if you want. Bring a chair. Yeah, I haven't got another soft chair, but there's another lovely blanket. Nice and warm. And here's a pretend coffee. Nice warm drink. A bit of chocolate, maybe? You can share that with Florence if you like. There's a smoothie, Florence. Is that nice and comforting? A nice bit of fruit juice. There we go. Some lovely comforting things. How are you feeling? Great. Really comfortable? Comfortable? Okay, what about a phone? Do you want to do a bit of gaming on the phone? There you go. And a bit of colouring. Oh, I can't remember. So, oh, there's, um, there's, a, there's a nice, um, yeah, Instagram, yeah, and you can do a bit of, like, a um, bit of uh, shopping if you want, a bit of vintage, or um, what else is quite comforting? Do you like vintage? Yeah, a bit of vintage, a bit of nice, comfort, lots of comforting things going on there. So, you keep being super comfortable. If you guess my password, I'm not going to be happy. Feeling a little uncomfortable myself, I have to say. Um, so, we are, we are living in a world where there are loads of things around us that want our attention and they want to comfort us. So, we think about, oh, I'm, not, I'm having a really tough week or this awful thing has happened and I need to process it or I need to, to get away from it. And we come to all of these different things to be comforted. And in them, themselves, there's nothing wrong with 
looking after ourselves and like I'm not trying to say that it's all bad like it's great isn't it but it's about what we cling to because not all the things that we seek and find comforting are from God not all of them are really good some of them are distractions so what else might be comforting um let's think what about um being organized does anyone else find being organized lizzie bring a chair pull up a chair come and join this comforting table no come on come on too late you nodded bring up a chair um is there room under the blanket can you share the blanket yeah yeah yeah. come and join the club here have a list make a list have a list there you go nice bit of a list don't have a clipboard but join a list okay so we've got a list going on there what about knowledge who likes knowledge to feel comforted who likes to know yeah definitely come and pull up a chair come and join in come and join in can we get a chair for Edie come and join in bring your bring your coat I'm sure there's still some chocolate left they're desperately trying to find out my coat I'm really worried So we've got selfies going on and we're going to post them on Instagram. Brilliant. Okay. So we, got, we want the world to see that we're comfortable and we're happy and everything's cool. Um, so yeah, we can get all comforted with those things. Having control, knowing what's happening. Maybe even making people happy. There we go. Let's make people happy. It's making people happy. That can be sometimes something that makes us feel comforted. But the trouble is... Well, hang on, no, maybe there's even more. What about seeing the way ahead? What about, um, some people don't want to see the way ahead, so they like, might wear a blindfold. Anyone wants to wear a blindfold? Yeah, they might want to have their eyes shut, or they might want to look at it having an eye open, or they might just not want to look at all. So there we go, there's lots of those. Some people might want to see, can we just dim the lights a little bit? Some people might want to see the way ahead. Um, um, Lizzie wants to see the world. You knew I was coming for you, didn't you? Uh, there you go. You can do that yourself. Put a head torch on there so they can see the way ahead. Eat the chocolate, Helen. Go for it. Share it around. Um, so sometimes we want to, yeah, like have a light so we can see a way ahead. We, it's all of these comforting things going on. Are you getting the picture? Yeah? You're getting the picture. But the trouble is that when we hold on to all these things it can end up causing more anxiety than it helps. Because these things, they are comforting, but they're temporarily comforting. They're not comforting forever. They're comforting while you're doing it. So while Lizzie's having a nice little bit of chocolate, while people are having a bit of chocolate, it feels nice, lovely. Like, who likes chocolate? Please join me in saying yes. Right? Well, while we're under the blanket, it feels warm, it's comforting. But as soon as we come out from under it, we're back in reality. And that can be difficult. Sometimes these places of comfort, it creates, like, chaos. And it can, it can mean that we hold on to things so tightly that actually it becomes a bit of a problem. So the comfort that we need to look for and that God's inviting us to look for in the Holy Spirit is not limited, it's not temporary... And it's, it's, its impact has power. That's the difference with the comfort that the Holy Spirit brings. The blanket's only comforting when we're sitting on it, un, under it. The light's only comforting while the batteries last. The chocolate's only comforting until it's finished. The shopping's only comforting until it arrives. The 
The coffee is only comforting until it's run out. The colouring is only comforting until we've finished. But what are we supposed to do? The plans don't account for outside knowledge happening, like, like things outside of our knowledge happening. What if something goes wrong? What if something like, gets cancelled? What if somebody doesn't turn up? The plans only work temporarily. What if we forget something? God invites us to find comfort in him as our source, and that's part of what Jesus is drawing the disciples' attention to. He's saying, I'm going to leave you with I'm going to go, but there's going to be somebody who will comfort you. You're never going to be alone. Everybody said that. Everybody felt that, didn't they, when we were talking? We're not going to be alone. So when we cling to God as our comfort, we rely on his strength and truth. And that's how we receive courage. Who tries to be super brave? Like, I just want to tell you, I thought I'd be a super brave person when I saw a mouse. Right? I thought, if I ever see a mouse, I'm going to be fine. It's just a little mouse. What is there to worry about? I'm going to be absolutely fine. It's, it's absolutely fine. It's a mouse. It's tiny. Daniel, would you like to tell everybody what I did when a mouse came into our house? Feel free. What Anil is saying very kindly is that I screamed like a three-year-old child having a tantrum found myself on the sofa, I don't know how I got there, not lying on it, standing on it, with my arms out, going, ah, it's a mouse, I can't even make the sound. I was ridiculous. It's a mouse. I'm me. It was ridiculous. I had no courage at all. I thought I'd be courageous, I thought I'd be fine, but I wasn't, because I can't do it in my own strength. That's the other thing that happens when we go to the Holy Spirit for our comfort. When we're comforted by God, by the all-knowing, by the all-powerful God, by the Holy Spirit who draws near, who walks alongside us, it gives us courage. We see that in Acts. So Jesus was talking to the disciples. Then he died. Then he was raised to life. Then he went again. Then we find them in the upper room. The Holy Spirit comes, and what happens? They get super bold and courageous, and they go out and they're able to face things that they didn't think they could face in their own strength. So, this is what Jesus is talking about to his disciples. He's telling them, This is what the Holy Spirit's like. This is what it's like. This is who I'm going to leave you with. And because I'm going, he can come and he's going to live inside of you. So, we were talking about all of these. Um, sorry, yeah, he, he talked about as well, he said, later on in John 15, he said, the spirit of truth will testify about me. We talked about, we read about, um, in some versions, it talks about the Holy Spirit as the spirit of truth. What Jesus was saying was, the Holy Spirit is going to be with you, and he's going to remind you of what I've said. He's going to remind you He's going to point to, to me. He's going to point to Jesus. And he'll remind you of what I said, and he'll remind you of what I did. And we see that playing out in Acts as well. We see them, the disciples going, didn't Jesus talk about this? It's the Holy Spirit. It's working. That's All of this um, scripture is so brilliant to study, this bit through John, through and to Acts, because we can see, we can see Jesus teaching about the Holy Spirit, 
and we can see the Holy Spirit in action and what he's like. Okay, so, this is the difference when you have the Holy Spirit, right? So Jesus is described as the light of the world, right? We need to be saved. We need to be saved. We need to have Jesus in us. We need to repent of our sin. That's why he came. That's what he died for. He died to give us life. He died to take the cost of our sin. So we give our lives to him. We say, Lord, I'm so sorry for the sin that I've done, the wrong things that I've done. And I want to live for you. I want you to live in my heart. And then he does. He comes and he lives in our hearts. And then we start living life. And all these comforting things are like these lovely beads inside my vase. All right? They're so lovely. And they come in. And that they, we get really full of all these comforting things. You guys are quite full, aren't you, right? You're all comfortable sitting there warm. Yeah. You've had a little drink. You've had something to eat. How are you feeling? Yeah. Great. 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 Brilliant. Yeah. Really comforted, but probably quite full of information. Probably quite full of stuff. Yeah. And um, what happens is, when we ask the Holy Spirit... Hey, kids, can you come and watch this? See if you can see. Make sure you can see. When we ask the Holy Spirit to come and live in us as well. We invite him. We say, we say, I don't want to come be comforted by these things. I want to enjoy these things, but I don't want them to be the thing that I'm holding on to for comfort. I want to hold on to you, God. And, and, and we say, Holy Spirit, please come and live inside me. Please come and be my comforter. Please come and be the one who makes me bold and courageous, the one who helps me remember what Jesus has said. And we get filled Can you hear the water? We get filled. This is going to topple over. Now, there are some air bubbles in here, but I'm hoping that what you can see through that vase now is light. Can you see that? Can you see that? And what that does is, that is how the Holy Spirit points to Jesus. That's what happens. The Holy Spirit reminds us about Jesus because Jesus is the light. Jesus is how we're saved. But what, we, what happens is when the Holy Spirit points to Jesus, we get to understand how he works. We get to understand how he's speaking. Does that make sense? We deepen our relationship. That's part of how we deepen our relationship. So yes, we're obedient. We love, we love Jesus. We read our Bibles. Love is what motivates us. Love is what, love, the love that we have for Jesus is what, is what makes us want to live for him and live his way. But we need the Holy Spirit. We really need the Holy Spirit because he points to Jesus so powerfully. And he helps us with the how. He helps us to grow deeper in our relationship. And he helps our faith to grow. The Holy Spirit nudges us. How he works is he nudges us towards faith in Jesus. And this helps us not to let what we're experiencing dictate our faith. Does that make sense? Rather, he reminds us about what Jesus did and what's available in God. And this is how our faith and our relationship grows. So we can do all these lovely comforting things. We can find our comfort in all these lovely comfortable things. And in this country, we have many choices about that. It's not like that in every country. It's not like that in every culture. We have many, many, many choices about comfort. 
And we can enjoy those things. And God wants us to enjoy those things, but he doesn't want us to depend on those things. He wants us to depend on the Holy Spirit. Okay? So, volunteers, thank you for sitting there comfortably while I've been talking. If you want to go and take, you can take the blankets back, you can take your, if you've got more chocolate, you can take it back. Have a little sit back in your seat. Thank you very much. What we need to do is make room for the Holy Spirit. So how do we do that? How do we make room? We need to maybe lay some things down. Maybe we need to loosen our grip on things. Um, So I've just been ill for a couple of weeks, and I have had quite a tight grip on my phone. (laughs) And he was laughing, he knows. He challenged me on it. Because I was finding that in my illness, I just needed to listen to stuff or I needed to like, connect in some way because I was like, just feeling really unconnected. And I went to my phone and it didn't help me until I worshipped. Then it helped me. My phone served me by helping me worship because worship was what I needed because I needed to cling to God. Does that make sense? So, I'd love us corporately to make some room for the Holy Spirit I'd love us to take an opportunity it doesn't matter if you're older or younger the Holy Spirit just wants to to just rush in and be in your life so what I'd like us to do is I'd like us to take a minute to think and just be quiet and I'd like us to ask God We can all pray, right? I'd like us to ask God, is there anything that you want me to let go of so that I can make more room for your Holy Spirit? We're just going to sit quietly for a minute. And I'd love to ask the band to come up and get ready. And I'd love us to make some kind of a response. So I'm asking, if God's spoken to you and is saying to you, yeah, there's this, I'd like you to loosen your grip on this a little bit. I'd like you to make space for me in this area. I'd love you to respond. But also, if you just want to be filled with the Holy Spirit afresh or for the first time, I'd love you to respond. If you know Jesus, he wants you to know the Holy Spirit. Remember, it's part of the Trinity and it's hard to understand because we can't see the Holy Spirit. But he points to Jesus and that's how we know. So I'm going to ask us, we don't often ask people to to make a move, but I'd like us to make a move. Because it's about letting go of some things. It's about saying, I can't do this on my own. I can't, I can't comfort myself. These things aren't going to comfort me. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Holy Spirit, to come and comfort me. To give me courage. To give me strength. So when we start singing, I'd love you. It doesn't matter how old, how young. You might want to come as a family. But I'd love you just to come out of your seats and come forward. 
and we're going to pray and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill us.